Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Glad to have you back. Woo-hoo! I do hope that you have been enjoying this segment about overcoming and finding joy. I must admit that this has been one of my favorite segments. Why? Because I too have gleaned so much from the information here. And you know, if you've been listening to us for a while, this is that time where we go over all the wonderful information that was shared in the interview. We call this our Tools and Tips show. I must admit that this interview was banging. There are many moments where I was just like, uh, I think she's just talking to me personally. <laughs> because there are so many things that I could just identify with. And I'll tell you a little behind the scenes info. It was a period where I was starting to get impatient of, is this going to happen? Is it going to work out? Do I got to go to plan B? And God was like, girl, if you just don't chill out and, and just wait. I'm so glad that I waited because the things that Sindhu shared was so impactful, definitely spirit-led and, you know, God just working through her. And so we're going to spend time going over those points. But before I do, I would like to remind you that you can always find our tools and tips in written form at ahealingpeace.com slash tools. That is a healingpeace.com slash tools. Don't forget that A. As I stated previously, anytime we're dealing with our tools and tips, pick one or two items, come up with your game plan so that you continue your emotional growth. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and bombarded and think I can't do it, because you can. You can and you will. And I'll tell you, if you make it to the website and you start going through the previous tools and tips, you'll begin to notice that a lot of the items shared were shared by the guest. And the guest, not knowing what the other person said, they were saying the same thing. And I state this because, you know, it reinforces that we have a commonality as human beings. And in that commonality, there are elements that if you put it into practice, you'll begin to see and share and and share in the goodness of transformation. So I encourage you. I know this season 2020 has been crazy, but I still would love to see you have those little victories that throughout the rest of the year, despite what's going on, that you are developing, growing, feel supported, feel encouraged, feel strengthened, and know that God is with you on your journey. 
That's why we're here. We're here to tell you that the Lord is with you on your journey. Before I begin this wonderful Tools and Tim show, for those who have been listening for a while, you probably kind of gotten used to my little patterns. And usually my pattern, I will share a wonderful story about myself and the things that the Lord is teaching me and open up my eyes with. Mm-hmm. But this time, I'm not going to do that. As I'm reading these tips, I'm just going to tell you how they impacted me. As I stated before, this was a banging episode, and I did feel like Sindhu was talking to me directly. Before I keep rambling, let's go on ahead and dive into our tips. Tip number one. In the first interview, Sindhu went into great detail about us connecting with God. She talked about our identity and belonging to God. In this position with G-O-D, we become anchored and centered in Christ, but we're also becoming anchored and centered in his love. And his love for us is overflowing. Again, I said before, as Cindy was sharing these things, especially in this area, my heart just lit up. It was like, boom, 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 boom. And I'll tell you why that it lit up. Over the summer, this was my season. God was really teaching me about my identity and belonging to him. And he did this by placing me in relationships. Something about people. People just bring some stuff out of you. But for me, in my relationships, one of the things that I learned, well, I've always known, but he just brought it to the surface even more, is that, and here I go telling you my business. I pause for a moment because I'm like, do I want to share? (sighs) Okay, I'm going to share. But In my relationships, one of the things that I'm aware of that I'm always working through is that I have the tendency to people please. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I will change the course that I'm going in just to make sure that someone else's needs are being met. I may be going right. They may be going left. But I'm looking at them going left and I jump up and go left with them. In this moment of trying to please the person, the other thing that I do, I just become just a little clean. Just a little bit. As I do this, though, I realize that I'm truly trying to find my place in the person. I'm trying to find my sense of belonging. And I, I, I don't know if this is everybody's struggle, if it's more of a struggle for those who are not married, got no kids, because usually you probably feel like you belong in, in that marriage. Sometimes I probably feel like y'all don't. But it can be helpful. Yet, for me, I have a strong desire to be knitted with something else or someone else. Mm-hmm. And so on both ends, both facets, the people pleasing and belonging, man, it leads me down a path of more hurt with a big sting of disappointment. 
Why? Because, to be honest, and, and this is part of that journey that God was being so gracious with me to help me to learn and, and, and see, is that he wants me to have my identity and my sense of belonging in him. He he wants me to have my eyes open, looking up to him and allowing him to help me make decisions and modeling my behavior on what pleases him. And he wants me to know that I belong to him first. And as I stated this in the beginning, God placed me on this journey to discover this essential piece in my walk, in my relationship with him. Now, as I've been on this journey, of course, I've learned things and and I've been having the victories and, and being able to kind of slap myself out of some crazy thoughts sometimes. But I'll tell you that I'm not cured of people pleasing. Ooh, tongue twister, people pleasing, peepees. And I'm not cured of wanting to belong. I, I, I wish it was that easy. I, I wish I was like, oh, God, you showed me, and then I done figured it out, and it's done. Uh, yeah, that's not how that works. Because the flesh side, the, the human side, it returns. And when it returns, I have to go back to him through prayer, meditation, and reading his word to request help and strength to maintain my identity and yearning to belong with him. So to go back to this tip, well, there's a tip. You're like, girl, you just said, I guess I was going to talk about myself throughout the whole thing. But, but this tip is discover for yourself what hinders you from maintaining your identity and sense of belonging in Christ. This is a self-reflection time. And in self-reflection time, you may need to get to a quiet place, get you some coffee, tea, remove distractions, and pray for God's revelation in your life. In his revelation, you may discover that you too are bottled up with people-pleasing, attempting to belong to things or people that shouldn't be having your time. You may also discover that your identity has nothing to do with people whatsoever, but it is wrapped up in being perfect or performing. That's your tip. It's a heavy tip. But let's keep going. Tip number two. Now, of course, anytime you do self-reflection work, I always request that you present these items back to the Lord through prayer. Just a little background information again. Someone wise taught me to do this. Uh, dare I say, Sindhu. Yeah, I said she was a wise woman. But again, in your praying, you're asking for the supernatural to take on what the natural cannot handle by itself. Now, I'm requesting that you present these items to God 
but I'm also asking you to discover scriptures that talk about grace, love, and trust. This is so important. Why? Because it's about replacing that inner critical voice with God's care over your spirit and for you to be able to continue to grow in him. As I stated on the last Tools and Tips show, come tell them, they all come together. Feel free to go back to podcast number 46, A New You, episode 10. I believe what the Bible says about me. Go start out small, use those scriptures, and then build on the list. Again, I want you to be fueled with his goodness in you versus our shortcomings. Because our shortcomings, man, they can take us out sometimes. And so it's always important to go back to something that can fuel your spirit, your mind, your body, your soul. And the Bible does that so wonderfully well. All right. Tip number three. Anytime you are doing identity, self-worth, and security work, we all know that it requires a little extra. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because we are stretching ourselves outside of our comfort zone. In this segment, we focused on Philippians. There is a lot of great information in this book. It is small and easy to read. Feel free to use chapter four as groundwork for how Christ will overflow out of you. You know, Sindhu noted that Paul was anchored and centered in Christ. His whole identity was wrapped up in Jesus. The natural overflow of this was the joy that he was able to experience and experiencing. It was continual while being in prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we probably feel like we're in prison now. Let me not go dive crazy. Let me stay focused. But chapter four really discuss joy, not being anxious, thanksgiving, setting our minds on good things, peace. Yes, chapter four was bad. I think Sindhu used the term, it is a model. Yes, it is. And in that model, spend some time, go back through it, highlight, and find those elements that work for you. Re-listen to these podcasts and, and, and pull out all those good elements that's within that chapter or chapters, rather. But another thing, too, is sometimes we're not completely ready for Philippians 4. You're like, huh, that's the Bible, girl. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I say that because sometimes we do need to take a step back and just focus on our faith in Christ and being reminded of why Christ is King Jesus. So if you're not completely ready for chapter four, I get it. I understand. 
I request though, spend some time building your faith muscles. And I'll tell you, we're 2020. If this hasn't been a need, ooh, yes, it has. And I know that I've been needing it. And so because I've been needing it, I started to read the book of John, the Gospel of John, in my times with God. I needed to get back to the basics of Christ, my identity in Him. And I'll tell you, as I've been reading it, it has been a challenge. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the more I read, the more I see how unbelieving the Jews were in believing Jesus' authority. Like they, they just wouldn't get themselves to that place. So much so that they will argue with themselves and they will question Jesus all the time. And as I say this, there's been many moments that because of my faith wasn't in the place that it needed to be, that I will argue with other people about what God will not do. They're like, how do you know? I'm going to say that be my conversation with my mom. She's like, how do you know? I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But the point is, in those moments where our faith isn't strong, it's so easy to begin to argue with other people and minimize Christ's authority. And so I believe John is a great book because it really emphasizes faith. It really brings to light how fervent Jesus was that despite people not believing in him, he still is strong. And he just told people what his father told him to do. So yes, spend some time. Go back. Build those faith muscles. Tip number four. While you're taking time to connect with God, also come up with a plan to connect with others. On this show, A Healing Peace, we talk about consistently finding safe people. We provide great criterion. If you need to know, go back, look at the tools and tips. There's a list of things that, that are essential for safe people. We need them. But I, I think what was really important in the interview with Sindhu was that she talked about understanding who we need to be other for others. You know, normally we talk about what others need to be for us. But she really delved into how we should be when we're connecting with people. And that being extending grace, forgiving one another, and being united in Christ. As we look for others to have these characteristics within that safe people category, we too must extend the same qualities to them. So in this tip of connecting with others, Sindhu also talked about saying no to the busyness of our schedules while saying yes to connecting with others. And I will say this, and I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I think sometimes we fall into the busyness of our schedules because we don't want to take the time to connect. And we use the busyness of our schedules as an excuse to not connect. And I'll tell you, when we do that, it, it's such a disservice. And, and I say that too, because I'll be like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go. And then when I go, I have such a great time and I enjoy hanging out with the people. So sometimes we have to talk 
through those things, though, that, that, that self-inner critical voice. In fact, voice, I'm putting you on pause. I'm about to go and connect and have a good time with my friend. So feel free to do the same. Okie dokie. Let's keep on rolling. We on tip number five. And let's talk about that self-care. Again, Cindy said some good stuff. So I'm going to keep throwing her name out, so just keep getting used to it. But she talked about the value of taking care of our bodies. In this area, she talked about moving. And, you know, I think you heard me speaking outwardly when she said the moving part of movement. Because I'm in IT, and if I don't move, I, oh, I don't be moving. And again, I was like, oh, is she talking to me? But please figure out, especially now, too, it's a little bit more difficult because it's getting cold. The weather ain't nice, and you don't want to go anywhere. But find things in your home, even if it means going up and down the stairs extra times throughout the day. Even if it means walking in circles, I've done that a couple times. I look kind of crazy if I'm just going in circles. I'm trying to circulate and, and bring some movement to my body. And in this physical realm, Sindhu talked about watching what you eat. And so, yes, that comfort food, it may be comforting for a minute, but goodness, when you're done, you just ain't too healthy. It just sticks to everything it ain't supposed to be sticking to. And in this taking care of our bodies, uh, self-care Sindhu also talked about the importance of resting and as I shared I was like oh she's talking to me because I do get in the habit of just like working myself and and not slowing down but she really did talk about slowing down and and being able to sleep and rest and and even how our father in heaven that is one thing that he did after creating the world he chilled and so we have a great model for chilling be like our dad. Let's just chill. And tip number six, which is still in the same category of self-care, it goes along the lines of our self-care for our mental and emotional state. And Sindhu stressed throughout the podcast a couple of times about what we feed our minds. And, you know, everything going on, sometimes we just can't be watching the news all the time and reading social media and having all that background noise. Sometimes we just need that moment just to decompress, turn those things off and and feed our minds with goodness. And one of those, a couple of things that we can do to feed it with goodness is having healthy conversations, reading, reading fun things, not the news, not local events. But it's a, a, a matter of self-care for your mind by engaging in experiences that fosters healthy emotional release. And whew, do we not need it? So go ahead, figure something out, get your decompressed time. And I think in one of the other episodes I talked about, even if you took up time to have a bath where it's just you chilling, if it was just a time where you told the kids, hey, you can't follow me. It's my time. Don't you follow me. <laughs> Sometimes you got to throw those things out there so that you are getting what your body needs to recuperate and to be rejuvenated. Now, the last couple of tips, we, we got about three more here. <laughs> and I'll tell you, these tips, ooh, they was on fire. And I've been using these tips these tips have been great so i'm gonna highlight them 
because again, Cindy did a phenomenal job of helping us to identify tools and, and models to keep us going. And, and these groups of tips deals with that anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, and if you need to go back and re-listen to the interview a couple of times, I'm about to throw out these tips and, and they're, they're like a sub subset of all the things that she shared, but I'm, I'm trying to highlight the important elements of them. But the first tip about anxiety, which is, and hey, if you do follow me on social media, I actually did post this tip. So if you do follow me, sorry for the repeat, but if you don't, go ahead and follow me. Anyways, this tip is pay attention to when you are anxious. In those moments, take time to self-reflect to determine what your anger or your anxiety is telling you to to address. The goal of self-reflection is to get to the root of your anxiety. And I really enjoyed the analogy that Sindhu shared about medicating the symptoms instead of allowing time for your body to heal. And so this is the same kind of prevalence or prevalence in this tip is that you want to get to the root and not medicate the outward behavior. It's so easy to say, okay, I'm just not going to do that no more. But take the extra time. And when you do this, you're allowing yourself to address the items in your life that require healing. And there's no shame to go through your healing journey. Tip number in continuation to tip number seven after you have spent time reflecting get into the root of your anxiety write down what you discovered Sindhu requested setting time aside during the day to do this self-reflection work now the best part now this is the part of the tip I love which I have done and it works. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reiterate it. She said, I can't take credit for it, but I can't take, well, not take credit, but I can't tell you that it does work, which is after you have done your self-reflection work and you have written these things down, she said two things, two important things. A, pray through it. Give it back to God. Allow him to work through the circumstances. I think she said, feel free to tear it up. Yeah, go ahead, tear it up and pray to God and let him have it. We already talked about that in the first tip. Let him have it. But the other important thing, which really works, and I was so grateful to hear, was she talked about only allowing yourself about 15 minutes to ponder over what you've written, to ponder over the things that is driving you anxious. And then after that 15 minutes, you are done for the day. You can return to the items the next day for only 15 minutes. So you're putting a cap on it. And this cap actually works. I experienced it where I was going through this emotional crazy. And normally I'm thinking forever and coming up with crazy stuff. But then I said, you know what? I'm going to pause. I, I gave you enough time today. you got 15 minutes. We'll return tomorrow. And I'm going to give you 15 minutes tomorrow. But right now we're done. And boy, I tell you, after I done did that, the world done opened up. I started smiling. It was like, whew, 
I ain't going to do other things. And I did. I got a lot done because I wasn't consumed by them emotions. Wonderful tip. Okay. Tip number nine. And again, continuation of tip seven and eight, which is do your anxiety work during the day. Sindhu noted that daytime is the most effective because you're the most alert. The evening should be the time where you're winding down, not the time trying to ponder over the stuff. Why? Because if you're doing it in the evening pondering, you can't sleep, you can't rest, and then you wake up all crazy because you ain't getting no rest. For this tip, go ahead, do it during the day. And boy, you gonna love being able to sleep better. You gonna love getting up, feeling more refreshed, and then it will actually calm your brain down. Great tip, like I said, great tip. All right, we done made it. We done made it. We done made it. Tip number ten. In this tip, it encapsulates everything that has been shared through tips one through nine, and that is. When you are connecting, resting, that's that self and godly care, and working through your anxiety, you establish peace, which fosters maintaining your hope and joy. So remember, we started out talking about how do we get to a place in hope and joy? And this is how you get to a place of hope and joy connecting in God connecting with others, resting in God, taking care of ourselves, working through our anxiety. All these things bundled up gives us the opportunity to be at peace. Thank you. Okay, you guys still made it through our wonderful tools and tips. As I stated before, what has been shared reinforces the great information throughout the series. You know, we've had great people on this show and, and most of these elements, if not, yeah, most of them, they don't say it. So here's another opportunity for us to be immersed with good qualities, good characteristics, a good word so that we can just mature, feel encouraged, be empowered. And I know that we're not done with 2020. We got this last quarter, and you know, stuff usually gets up crazy before it calms down. But I, and not only myself, but Cindy, really wanted to take this time to allow you guys to to feel special, to allow you guys to know that God is with you. I've heard numerously for the past couple of weeks now, most of the, you know, in the Christian realm, they're reiterating that despite the chaos, God is still in control. That's so very much true. And as you guys are rolling up your sleeves, putting some of these things into practice, just remember that God is with you during this journey, that he wants to see you just be your great self. He wants you to be in your authentic self. He wants you to feel and know that he's with you and that you're loved. So you guys, I'm excited to keep talking to you this has been a a fun time for me and helping me to stay anchored in him through this season too so we're here together thank you 
And I'll say, again, come back next week. We, we always have great information for you. And, and let's continue building this great community together.